nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? All right, Matt, we're getting to start. Mike, you're rising. Get the fuck out of here. Huh? Or Riverdale. Riverdale started in 2017. Yeah, so I, thought, I thought it was. What was it? January 26th. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a mid-season once all Riverdale's been yeah. just yeah. 2017. All right, welcome to this week's Nerdables. This week we are wrapping up 2017 with our year-in-review show, and thought we'd do uh, our top fives of movies. As is everybody in the no, world. Everybody, no, no, just Nerdables is wrapping up 2017. <laughs> everybody else is going to keep going with it. I think we should do like top five of 2010. <laughs> we go back and do we go back and do 2010 and just like what, what were we movies doing movies are the only ago? thing that I can think of <laughs> before uh, be able to look that up so I thought we, we could do, do I thought we could do yeah, some lists of like yes. movies our top five movies TV shows comic books toys nerdables moments things like that toys yeah the top five toys that you've gotten in 2017 Shenron uh, yeah that's true. <laughs> I bought my Shenron my SH figure at Shenron today I finally took it home Janus uh, Solo I don't have that one yet that uh, the ghost of Obi Wan Kenobi. That was too easy. <laughs> All of the Comic Con stuff we got that we, we didn't think we'd get. Oh, the no. Thrawn. Thrawn, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the that, that would actually now that I think of it, that'd be number one. I love that that packaging is so awesome. See, my number one would either be Thrawn or the Hasbro Con Rex. Yeah, I don't have because that that's so just I such a cool looking figure, and that's the, also the first photorealgenic. Photo realistic, realistic, photogenic, photogenic, but photo real. I feel like that should be like a cream, like a skin cream. Photo <laughs> There we go. We got Ethan giving us wine advice, and we got skincare from Rich. Yeah, there we go. Um, but before we get, uh, we'll start with movies. Before we get into it, the, so the top grossing movies of 2017 uh, domestically are Beauty and the Beast at 504. Star Wars: The Last Jedi, four. at 483, That's which beat beat this weekend actually. will beat it. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman at 412, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at 389, Spider-Man: Homecoming at. That's not right because I said 334. Make anybody? <laughs> I'm surprised about Wonder Woman making number three. So. Well, the, the, you say that, but listen to so what. So is DC. <laughs> but listen to what. The I don't world. think so. No, DC I, never thought that movie was going to make that much money. Maybe not that much, but they knew it would be in the top five, I'd say. I don't think they knew it was in I the top five. I don't think so either, no. Because they expected no, it, Justice League to be in the top five. You know, it's not in the top I five. don't know about that. Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, here's every, every news report was saying how much DC Films was shocked by how well Wonder Woman did. DC never thought that movie was going to make that much money. <laughs> that seems odd. Well, okay. It's got girls in it! Here's the top ten. Beauty and the Beast, Star Wars Last Jedi, Wonder Woman, Guardians 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, It at number 6, Ooh. Thor Ragnarok, Despicable Me 3, wow. Logan, Fast and Furious. Thor, the, Thor would be higher if it had more weeks in. But Worldwide, Beauty and the Beast is number 1 with $1.2 billion. That's so stupid. <laughs> it's $1.263 Fate of the Furious is 1.235. That's even stupider. Yeah. Despicable Me 3 is in That's third place. stupider. With 1 billion. 
Star Wars: The Last Jedi is okay, at that's not stupid. 9:53. Well, according to some the of the fact fans, that it hasn't been out for that long, right? No, everything it's been else, out it'll, it'll end up being, it'll it'll been be out two weeks, and it's already almost up there with these films. Yeah. Which by the end of this weekend, because it's only it's, it's Saturday right now as we're recording. Yeah. So by the end of this weekend, it will be probably number one. Yeah. It'll end up being number or one. close yes. to one yeah, of worldwide, and number five. Worldwide is Spider Man Homecoming with eight hundred and eighty eight million. Damn. That was a slow burn. Because yeah. you didn't think that was gonna do close Well no, to- no, it's not that I didn't think I was surprised it didn't do as well. Right. At the time when we recorded that, remember we were saying that it was it was still behind Guardians and it was behind this and it was behind this and worldwide it, was it wasn't slow out of it the It was be, it was behind Spider Man three at the time. Well Spider Man three had made more money than than Homecoming yeah. had. Both domestically and worldwide. So at the time, I thought, and also the fact that after that weekend, the buzz for that movie was gone. Right. Nobody was talking about that film, but that's normal now. But it stayed in theaters. Yeah, for and like it just a kept year. going. And yeah. every single time, it was in We saw in we saw top ten box office through August and September. It was number six, number seven, right. number five, and so it just kind of kept going. Where people were were continually going again and again and again afterwards. So. It was it's definitely funny. something that didn't do, didn't do what we thought it would quickly, but the slow burn for that thing was much greater than pretty much any other film that's on that list. Six of the top ten worldwide are Disney owned or Disney related products. Yeah. Number six is Wolf Warrior Two, which I don't think was released in the states. What? That was an awesome movie. And it did eight hundred and seventy billion, or say eight hundred seventy billion, eight hundred seventy million dollars. <laughs> Oh, but that has to be. It's got to be Chinese. Yeah, it's got to be something. Guardians yeah. two was six, or excuse me, seven. Thor was six. Was six. Was six. Guardians two was seven. Guardian or Thor was eight. Wonder Woman was nine, and Pirates of the Caribbean was ten. Pirates of the Caribbean did seven hundred and ninety-four million dollars. I can't. As much as I love pirates, I cannot believe it did that, that much. It was not that good. No, it's still a franchise. They keep making yeah, money off it. It's, it's a like franchise that didn't do too. the Fast and the Furious one. I kind of get for Roblox because it was still growing, but with four and the fact there was so much room between four and five for Pirates, I was surprised that movie did that well overall. Where it it and here it didn't do very well. But Disney had said, I don't remember if it was Bob Iger or somebody else that said the the. We don't do this film just for North America. No, and it, yeah. it's, it's number ten in the world. I mean, it's Justice League it. was twelve with six hundred and forty-eight. It's amazing. <clears throat> Logan was is, right behind it with six hundred. That's you look at something 16. like Logan is right behind Justice League. Yeah, you have the three most recognizable heroes in the world. Maybe swap one of those out with Spider-Man, right? Or or even Iron Man right now. But you, that, and it, and you put them together with all this stuff and it. And it barely beats Logan, an R-rated film. Well, look at Transformers. What's eleven? Transformers has always been in the top. Well, that's Transformers is the one and that it's, it barely did. It did six oh five. Yeah, Transformers is the one that I think finally audiences rejected that film. It was which number is what we eleven, six ninety eight. And but that's, that's really for a for a horror film. Not just that, a horror film, a movie that cost them less than thirty million dollars yeah. to make. Wait, what the hell are you talking about? It. Oh. It. Oh. It was. Oh, it also, was 11. It. Uh, <laughs> the movie, movie it. it. I thought you were talking about Transformers was number yes. 11. Also, It's get number it. 11 and number 12. Yeah. I made it twice. But what about a, Get Out, though? Because that was, that was one that got us. It's an indie. Yeah? Yeah. But it made, it made a lot. It made a lot of buzz. But it made a lot of buzz. Get Out was yeah. 33 in the world with 254. But what okay. was it here? 
Um, I gotta get back to that. Because I think it's even in the top 15, which is amazing for that film. Yeah, and I think um, it was like only... 14. Yeah. It did $175 million, which it did... Uh, it was one above uh, Coco, which was 175 yeah. You have a Pixar film that, I mean, it'll get there eventually, but yeah. you have a Pixar film that made as much money... Get Out made as much money as a Pixar film. Well, here, th- I mean, impressive. this is what was weird is... Uh, Fate of the Furious, which was what we said number two or three worldwide, two. was number ten in the United States with two uh, two hundred twenty-five, yeah. and it did a billion dollars because it because rawr, translates very easily. Right. Logan was number nine with twenty uh, two hundred sixty or two hundred twenty-six. Domestically Despicable Me three was eight. That's why I think the Logan one is the one where I say I can see Disney leaving Fox alone ish. And continue to make R-rated superhero films under that banner. Oh sure. Because... Well, look look at what what Logan and Deadpool both yeah. have done. Now, if Deadpool two comes out and it completely tanks, then Disney may go. Well, we may not continue. So wait a while because because some of it. Some people have said the reason that Logan and, and Deadpool made so much money is that uh, the um, oh my goodness the the uniqueness or whatever the, the newness the of newness, an R-rated yeah. yeah, yeah. If, you can do Deadpool 2 as R, and you do New Mutants as R. It's not, but I'm just saying. You do like four or five of these superhero films as R in a row, and you see them start to drop off. It's because it's just, the, the that point, you're like, it's just not just an R rating. It has to be right. a film. Here, here's the funny thing is, IMDb listed their top ten movies of 2017, right? Yeah, but which person? Because there's 50 million people that rate this stuff well, who, uh, yeah I, I didn't know who did the column yeah. but I just thought it was funny because they have it as number one Ugh. Wonder Woman 2 um, Beauty and the Beast is 3 Logan 4 Guardians 2 5 Wow Justice League 6 Nope uh, Split 7 uh, Alien Covenant 8 Number nine is Thor Ragnarok. Alien Covenant's already up to number eight. <laughs> <laughs> and ten is uh, uh, Blade Runner 2049. That's a I thought that was a very odd list. That's a weird it's, list because it's... It's, it's like weirdly... Uh, it's sort of predictable up front. Well, it, no, it's but a, it's, it's an it's, odd even from a movie, anything that's sort of related to movies, it's usually like, we like Get Out and a bunch of films you've never heard of. Right. Which we, Lady you, Bird is the best film I've ever seen. You would think for something like IMDb, which, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's supposed stuff. to be yeah. the whole, you know, more, database. More Unless movies. that's their, their top ten of genre films or geek films. Or no, whatever. it just says top ten films. Yeah, it's weird. IMDb's top ten movies. They did TV shows too, but I'll save that for mm-hmm. a little bit later, because that was, excuse me, kind of interesting. Um, so let's who go watches, around the table. Who watches TV anymore? Ow. Um, Ethan, Not you. Since sure. you're the first to my left, what was your top five movies? Considering you have a this second is like to your the, left, because there's no one behind, no, behind him. So well, going clockwise to my. Technically, you're second to his left. Yes. Well, no, I'm in front of him. But his left is only extended. But if you're going in an if we're, arm if, of a clock. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't say that. He just said to his left. But we're sitting around a table that's a rectangle, so it doesn't go oh around. God, just circle. can we get on with it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's weird because this year I've actually gone to a lot more movies in the theater than I have in the last five years. I think mostly you've gone with me. I think. Combined. Uh, those of you who listen for a while, like, yeah, was like, like, eight, eight, there, it wasn't like the first year we did this, you, had saw, you only see like three films in the theater? Yeah. Well, I have I have eight that I've seen in the theater, and I think there's a few others that I saw. 
That wasn't, yeah. So, going with my top five. Uh, five seems say, a lot for this crowd now at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Except, I mean, well, the Mikey and Rich myself. have seen a, a decent number. Well, I'm going to have to say maybe number five. Number five. Number, number five. five. Let's put it with uh, Power Rangers. <laughs> just, just because. Just because. You have just invalidated your just entire because, list. Just because. I can put that Thanks. on my bo- no one, the bottom five that I've seen this year. No one is now listening to us. It's going to no, take us just seriously. Of, uh, Remember how long he had Iron Man 2 in his top five Marvel movies? Um, number four, I would probably have to put uh, Beauty and the Beast. Number okay. three, I'll put Split. Uh, number two. Number two. <laughs> two. I thought you had. What did you say is number two? No, I didn't. Well, I just listed no. all the movies that I saw. What did you say is oh. number two? I haven't said it yet. Oh. Number two, I'd probably... Hmm. It's a tough one. Where'd you... This is I know, right? <laughs> Number two, I'll probably put between. You didn't see Baby Driver? No. We'll that. fix this in post, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Number two, I'll put with uh, maybe both put Star four. Wars and Logan. I put. Well, now I, you have a six. Well, the, well, they're tied. Star Wars and Logan. Uh, Star Wars Are or you Logan. Have any shares? Okay. Yeah, and then number one would be yeah. Thor. No. No. Number one's Thor. Number one's Thor for me this year. Interesting. Yeah. Chris? I think that's the one that I've had the most fun watching in the theater, so it was the most enjoyable for me, so that's why Keep I chose that answer. over. So I, I did the Ethan. I barely went to any movies this year. <laughs> I ended up going nine times, and one of them was a movie that was released in 2016. And one of them was released probably 50 years ago, because we saw Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain, yeah. <laughs> but did you see any movies twice? Uh, out when I was looking through this, the only movie that I've seen twice is Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Um, so I started all the way back to five twice. Kiss me, Melissa. Melissa. Yeah. Wednesday, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> which will be the next year. Yeah, I'll only see it once this year. I'll probably miss out on it going to the El Capitan this year too, which sucks. Um. So uh, it it was it was weird because. If I've only got eight, then only eliminating three, and one of which wouldn't be Pirates 5 because it just wasn't a great movie. Um, and then I'd probably take out, like, Guardians 2, not because it was bad, just out of the seven that are left. Right. Mm-hmm. And then take out Lego Batman. So I think if I have five, I'm putting Logan. And Logan's See, Lego only... Batman to me wasn't that good. It was good, but it wasn't, again, it's not That's in why my I left top it out five. Of, yeah. 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 Um, I'd have Logan at five, and a lot of that is – in terms of enjoying that film, is tough for me. Because if you go back and listen to the review, I had a very weird right. connection to it. Um, so I put Logan there. That's why I'm surprised it's so low for you with the connection you had with it. Because in terms of this sort of thing, it's something that you want to enjoy. Yeah. Or like, like Logan's not enjoyable for me. The subject matter is a little. Yeah. It, it just, it, I mean, just that one scene, like, really it hits cuts you hard, me. Yeah. So it's not something I'm really wanting. To, I'm not going out of my way going, man, I want to watch Logan again. Right. Oh, I can't wait to watch Logan again. It's just that's not there. But it's a very good film, and it was an experience that was worthwhile. So I put it at five. With Spider-Man Homecoming at four, um, it was just 
a really, really good Spider-Man film. It was better than I thought it would be. Right. I was really worried about that film going in because of Iron Man and stuff like that. I thought they really they put all those pieces together, and it was different enough. And it has one of the best Marvel villains, for, you know, thank yes. God. For, for Speaking about that real quick, did you know that Kevin Feige um, purposely put in Aunt May finding out that he's Spider-Man because of One More Day? Because he read the he read the comic and he said yeah. that if he ever did a Spider Man film he would want to put that in there. Yeah, it was the best thing that Straczynski did, and then yeah, they got exactly. Uh, and then they, yeah, they did. So that was four. Three for me was Dunkirk, which yeah. is probably might be the best film film I saw all year because it's done so incredibly well. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's a kind of a it, it's simply told except for the the one piece that is different and. It's it's so different than a Nolan film too. It's it's shot differently. It feels differently. It's got, well, no, it's got it's got different cuts and stuff. Like the longest shot in the whole film is at the end, and it's the only real scenic shot that you get. There was a lot of it that felt it was shot like uh, Saving Private Ryan in the very you know, especially like well, no, the, no, the it's big not, it's, battle it's, scenes. Well, again, Nolan hasn't like, done that before though. True. The thing, what I'm saying is, you have a movie that. Nolan doesn't make it like super. It's it's an epic event that he makes very 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 small well that, that's what the I only saying. shot that's really big in the middle of it is when even the armada of the british civilian ships coming is it's it's very to me it was a very british film in the this isn't a big deal this is just what we do chin up and cherry ho and move and let's go and the longest shot in the whole thing is the end right uh he, point, he can so. personalize a lot of yeah. big events and and they, way, yeah the way it's shot to me it's not really out of his wheelhouse of how right he it does. just it was Different enough yeah. that you know it, it was he 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 adapted to the material in the way that he wanted. It's just it's I mean, you can look at too. this. You can yeah. look at this film and still go you uh, without really knowing who directs it. Go, that's a Nolan film. There was enough. Of, there was enough right. of what he does in that film. But he did. You know, there were things that he did that with taking chances of making and going in some different directions than he's done before. So for the first time in the last three years, or for the last three years. Star Wars isn't number one; it's number two, and my number one is Thor Ragnarok. <coughs> yeah, but it's close. I knew you were going to do that. I, if, if I had seen Star <laughs> Wars, maybe if I had seen it two or three times, yeah, I might have put it there. And it's not again, not that I don't enjoy it or whatever. But if you're asking me if I'm looking at the movie I enjoyed the most, I went through and I'm like, that was awesome, that was amazing. I can't wait to see that again. It was Thor Ragnarok, so I put that as number one. Yeah. Mikey, how about you? Uh, this is a first for me of having any superhero or comic book-based movies as number one. But, uh, so, well, should I start? Go ahead. Yeah, you I'll don't have to go through everything. Boiler alert. I'll start with a number one. I mean, uh, yeah, go through everything me, that you've seen. Because I'm, I'm sure you're like me. <laughs> I didn't bring there's my a lot, stubs, so. <laughs> there's a lot of movies that you've probably forgotten uh, you've seen until you sit down and really no, think about it. I keep all my stubs. Do you really? Yeah. So I don't do that. Well, every, I, do every stub of, I, keep. I buy a lot of mine digitally now, so. Yeah. I mean, I, like, there's some red box ones that I've rented that I uh, yeah. might have forgotten, but I'll keep all my stubs. Um, but Marvel, in general, was my number one. Thor being the top one out of uh, the th- four Marvel-based movies that came out with Guardians, Homecoming, and Logan. Uh, I'd throw Wonder Woman in there as finally them doing right by her even though it wasn't the greatest of movie it was a good movie so how dare you yeah 
number You're two. <laughs> number two for me was Split. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, and it's. I totally forgot Split was still in 2017. Yeah, it was early. It was January. And mm-hmm. yeah. It just was acted really well by all the actors. And yeah. when I first saw it that, was that trailer, and it was January. I'm like, oh, this is one of those throwaway films, but. James McAvoy is a great actor, and the twist at the end helps what is this? steal that. Yeah. That. Uh, number three, I had Mother. I enjoyed it as even though a lot of a lot of, a lot the of way it have, shot, yeah. it was really good. They he used a lot of cool techniques and just the story and putting it all together. You're like, okay, this person's this and this person's that. And you're like, ah, oh, that's awesome way of telling it now. Yeah, and it's good political commentary and social commentary. Uh, Dunkirk was number four in terms of the same things that Chris said, but I'd all share that as like a four B with Victoria and Abdul, which was a good story. Really? Um, yeah. So you got two, that, you got two based on, uh, it's Judy Dench. Yeah, it's and, Judy Dench, but yeah. I want to see that too. It was a good movie. Um, and then the list of wanted to see is like 80. Movies. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, number five is sort of a shared, uh, also with. Get Out and Killing of a Sacred Deer. Get Out, I mean, they're both trippy movies, and they just take a turn at the end for each mm-hmm. one. So, and I wasn't, like, I liked Yorgos's previous movie, The Lobster, up to a certain point, and I'm like, I just fell out of it. Yeah. And he just does weird movies, but this one was just, it was acted... Super weird. <laughs> it, was, it was weird, but it was like, Colin Farrell did a great job at... His character, it's just creepy. And then uh, for uh, Jordan Peele's directorial debut, is it, it was a really good movie. Yeah, I heard so. that it was good. Um, my see, my top five. If you put it where movies that connect with you and and make you feel a certain way, you know, and really make you feel something, whether you liked it, hated it, or loved it. Star Wars. Well, then it changes. Yeah, no, it changes you my top it, five. Then you're five. You it changes my Star top Wars five. five. Yeah. No, but it, but even it got a reaction out of me, which is what yes, a film's supposed it, to do. Yes, but if you don't like it, it's still not something. You did not have a pleasurable experience, which is the first night it. I just yeah. no. So that's why it's, if that's it's what, in there. If it's in there, I'm calling BS. It's it's in my top five. I mean, if you're basing off of just a reactionary thing. Yeah, sure. I could see it yeah, being in there. Yeah, if it's reactionary, I could say that Pirates would be number one. But if it's one, favorite, no. The entire, in the no, for five. me, because the entire oh, yeah. film is Melissa wanting to throw up because she's had a headache. We're in a 3D theater that we <sighs> didn't realize we were in 3D, and it's so super loud. I would never like, want to have seen the reaction, that in 3D the, the reaction time. to that film was probably the most intense of any film I had seen, but it wasn't a pleasurable one. Right. And on top of it, I'm watching the film going, this isn't very good. No. Um, Baby Driver's number five. I wanted to see that so bad. I everybody it, said the soundtrack was good too. It's an amazing soundtrack. Um, it's you know they're definitely very classic Edgar Wright. Um, did they did they replace uh, Kevin Spacey with Christopher Plummer no. in the uh, in the DVD <laughs> release? <laughs> but no, that's but it, top five films that you've seen with people who have now been outed as complete schmucks, right? But even <laughs> even Spacey did a great job with that character. He's no one's no one oh no, said, no, I know. He, act, he acted really well when he was standing in front of the door telling a fourteen year old kid, "I'm going to rape you." Right. No, but it was one of those films where I didn't think I knew I'd I'd like it, but I didn't think I would I would enjoy it as much enjoy it as much as I did. Jersey Drive. Yes. That's the problem is 
I didn't see that movie because of Drive. I'm like, it's sort of a ripoff of Drive. Of you, you have the driver and all right. that crap. I know it's sort of a different premise though too. But you, but Drive, Drive and was it, more. Drive was much more serious. Yes, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. Um, yeah, I, I Baby Driver was it was really good. It was a surprise to how much I, I enjoyed it. Uh, number four he should have been Han Solo. Oh, definitely. I, that's what I said when I saw it. He should have been Han Solo. Ansel Elgort. Yeah. I'm going to say that there shouldn't have been a Han Solo movie. It should have made an Orlando movie with Donald Glover. So. Um, number four, number Spider-Man. Four. Spider-Man Homecoming. It would have been higher, but because there's so many other movies that... It's, it's, again, it's not that it's bad. Right. It's just... I, I it's, it's a was really good movie. Yeah. There's movies that I, I can almost say, you know, they're, they're on equal par of they should be two, three, you know. But to, That's now, just to split it in two. Yeah, and, seeing, and like you, seeing so many movies, it's hard to... Determine because there's so many different genres, so many different types of films that you go that we go see. Well, that, you don't want to well, just kind of throw yourself into is, what is what is it you went to see that you really enjoyed? Or right, and that's what I'm trying is when yeah. I is the films I that like, I really had like Baby Driver or something more fun. Then Logan wouldn't have been on my list, right? <laughs> but just looking at it, I'm like, well, Logan's was better than Lego Batman or, or Guardians Two or Pirates. And again, it's not that I disliked Guardians Two or even disliked Pirates to a degree of like. Oh, okay. Well, see, here, here's the thing. And Star Wars is number three on my list. And actually, I should say Star Wars and Guardians 2. Because I had the same feeling when I left both of them. I didn't enjoy them as much as I wanted to. But the second time I saw them, I enjoyed them so much more. And I think it's because I had such an anticipation of going into them. Granted, Star Wars is completely different than Guardians. Guardians, you know, I, I was... They didn't text me that you hated the film, right? Right. Saw Guardians. Star Wars, it just well, rips so much out of me because of you know my my feelings for Luke and 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 when I heard what Mark Hamill originally said, now that he's retracted, I no, he didn't retract. He didn't retract. The problem is, is what he said is his apology is it should that, have been public. No, his yes, his apology was what he said gave these fanboys. Fuel Fodder. to say, oh, yes, yeah, he felt the same thing. And they missed the second part of that statement, which is Hamill saying, I'm super glad that this is what happened. Right. I'm glad Ryan Johnson made me do this character this way. I like this character this way. It was engaging. It was different. It was challenging. All those things. They dropped all that off. The context that fanboys were grabbing, the people that were upset, mm-hmm. was... Even Mark Hamill said he hated Luke Skywalker. No, he hated him in the script. He hated when he started. And yes, he pushed against Ryan Ford as an actor would do. But as a professional, Mark trusted his director to do what he was asked to do. And the finished product was better than what Mark had said. Right. What was in his head. You know, it's funny. So his apology. And that's what I hate. Even the story of the apology got out of control. (laughs) Yes. He's like, oh, they're apologizing because he said it. No, they're apologizing because... He he shouldn't have said it in a way in which it could be taken out of context. Correct. And used as fire for people who were who were denigrating the film. Correct. No, and see, and when I read that article or read you know his his statement, I didn't take it as you know all fanboy fodder or anything like that. I took it as him saying goodbye to old the old Luke that he originally played. Yeah. And you're saying goodbye to a character that has completely changed over thirty years. Right. And it's but it's 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 the same change over thirty years. But see, it's the same thing. But if you give me the same thing, then I'm mad at you. Right. But that's the same thing I was feeling with. For me personally, was my feelings for Luke Skywalker. It was saying goodbye to Luke. 
not just you know in 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 this new acceptance yeah, of what's the end going of it, on. Yeah. So that's where my Spoilers. disdain Whatever. for the movie came from it's been two weeks. at first. And hey, my we'll, girlfriend hasn't seen it yet, so <laughs> we've no, already we've already done weeks. a two and a half hour. You know, that's but saying, that's yeah. where my disdain for the film came from. Um, but like I said, I walked out of that film feeling emotion. Granted, it may not be you know, and that's what a filmmaker tries to get you to do. You if you walk out of if you walk out of a Star Wars film and you feel the same way as you've walked out of every other Star Wars films, the director hasn't really given you anything. You could get Joe Schmo off the street to direct it because you're giving him well, a formula. Well, I think breaking people that. People who saw the prequels and then saw Force Awakens were like, I, I walked out of Force Awakens a lot different than I walked out of prequels. Did you see the the article that uh, Lucas had mentioned after he saw the first cut of? Uh, Phantom Menace that he felt like he went too far, that he you know, it's well, actually you can tell when he did episode two. It's on it's on the he uh, DVD. All those pieces. Yeah, he, all, all the all the the kind of there's a reason why Jar Jar isn't in the rest of the series except to be the ultimate bad guy and giving the right. But no, he said it was so disjointed and so you know and even the way it was shot the tone, and everything. Yeah, the tone is, it, it's the tone of it is too hard for that ending. Yeah. Um, anyway, get but to yeah, number one. so so number three, number three is Star Wars, number two is Thor because it was just so much fun. You know, Logan, I'm sorry, is not in my top five. I want it to be, but there's so many other films that I've had so much fun seeing, and it actually was before today, because the Showman to me, the greatest Showman today, I had more connection with that film. I cried. I say Thor's not number one. What the hell is number one? I cried watching that movie because it 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 hit me on a level personally. That I was didn't expect. Yeah. I knew the film was going to be about you know as a, as an artist and as an actor, yeah. as, as somebody that's creative, and I was able to put myself or put myself into the story and take you know it make me want come out wanting to do more with you know my career. Yeah. And that's what you know. Oh, what you look that, for. Is that why we got the good. text? Hey, we need to film something. No, that was that was the other day. That was the other day. That's why it was kind of like it's. There's a couple movies that have hit me at a certain time in my life that are almost like somebody hitting me in the head with a brick. Because even when when we walked out, Beth was like, "So did uh, that one hit you, didn't it?" <laughs> and you know, it's, you know, it's like um, Those are always good. when I saw A Knight's mm-hmm. Tale, and it's about changing your stars and about coming from nothing and, and you know, creating yourself into something better. That one really resonated with me, too. <laughs> I really shouldn't make you feel emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, Mikey hates that film. <laughs> I love when Mikey just has it this stage and <laughs> starts it as soon as you said it. I know. You need better inspiration. <laughs> no, but this, this there was a very inspiring film for for me personally, and uh, especially you know the way he carries on and the way you know he he has a connection with his family and things like that. I don't want to give it away because I know you're going to see it. And... He's a good emotional actor, so yes. That's... So you know, even though Hugh Jackman didn't make it in my top five with Logan, which he should have, he actually knocked himself out of it with The Greatest Showman. So those are my top five. Um, number five. <laughs> number five. So, top TV shows. Uh, I was looking at the IMDb ones again, which was really weird of the top ten that, that they came up with. Um, it was very interesting too. The Big Bang Theory is on that. On that list. No, number one. Here, here it is going. Well, it's the number one show. I know that. Here it's it is going from one. ten to one. Number ten is Taboo from FX. I'm surprised that's that low. I know. 
I enjoyed that movie. That's the one with Tom Hardy. It's really, I mean, it was very well done. Granted, it is a mini series, you know, if you will. It's coming back, though. Yeah? Yeah. Is it coming as an anthology? No. I was surprised. I'm like, this should have just ended. Yeah. It would have been fine, but. But it's also, it's a period piece. It does a period piece. I I enjoy them. He plays his part really well. To me, it felt like a BBC America or a BBC show that, you know, we've seen. White it, Chassel, it, it Chapel. It has that those. feeling, but it also has a huge FX feeling. Oh, yeah, too, yeah. So. Um, number nine, they have The Defenders from Netflix. Number eight is The American Horror Story from FX. This is one of the better seasons, yes. Number seven is American Gods, which is on Stars. Uh, I don't really know much about that because I don't get Stars anymore. Um, number six is Vikings. Which it's it's been good. I, I wouldn't well, season, put it in my if they're looking at the last 10, season. Yes. Yeah, because you're looking at what oh, season well, yeah, four. You have season, a culmination in season four. So. Right. Um, number five, Stranger Things, which was season two. Which both well, I mean both just, seasons those have been amazing. Looking forward to type season, so it's yes. one of those. And which you know for a show that I don't think they really knew what to do with after season one, or what right. they wanted to do. Probably. That they came back and they were very strong with it. Uh, number four is Rick and Morty, Cartoon Network, which is you know, I was surprised that an animated show no. made it, but Rick I, and Morty is such a it's gotten it's such a, a follow. Yeah, I, I, I just a following. It's it's a show that buries its satire and in, in and it it, case, it it takes on very uh, there's very tough issues that are in it. Oh yeah, that are. You know, buried in the fact that he's an alcoholic or whatever. But there's a couple of... I mean, you, you see the memes where it's just like, what? Yeah. It's kind of like BoJack Horseman where people will watch it and go, oh, it's funny. It's a horse. And at the end, of like, why am I crying? Yeah. Like, what What the heck is going on here? Well, that was the other so day. Stuff was... with Rick and Morty. I mean, some of the stuff, especially when they get through their rants. Yeah. The other day, it was the first day I really... You know, they had like a mini marathon going on with them. Mm. And I was like, I, I just caught parts of the show. So actually, it was the first time I really sat down and watched it. I was like... Mm. This is a really good show. This is oh, Rick and Morty's amazing. This is I, more entertaining I than I, I thought it was. Mm. Well, it's um, just like Adventure Time when people started getting on that bandwagon getting too late. So yeah, yeah, but it's also I, like I've tried with Rick and Morty. I couldn't get into it. No, there's an episode. Uh, that just watched for Rick. He, it's like basically the the Justice League or whatever, and he sets all these like weird traps because he gets drunk and he's an a hole. Yeah, and so he builds like a bomb and they have to face these things and it's. Again, it was just a total deconstruction of superhero teams and, and relationships and stuff like that, but it's also just funny. Did you see the one where they clone? Where they were clones? They, uh, that was a good episode. That was the first one I saw, and I was like, whoa, this isn't what I expected. I think the April show. Fool's episode might be the first full episode I ever saw, since then I've seen a couple, but so, it's definitely something I want to watch the whole thing. Moving on to IMDb's, uh, number three was Walking Dead. Number two is 13 Reasons Why, which is Netflix. No, you didn't like that. I have no desire to watch that show at all. I, I could care less about it. You're a, not a girl. A stupid. Hey, I killed myself, and this is why. Yeah, so, it's so. based on a 2017 that, young adult novel. The fact that they're doing years. more, right? That's dumb. That yeah. should have been a one and done. And number one is 14 reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> number There's one the countdown one. <laughs> well, I want to say like, what Netflix TV show? Has said like they were gonna do a one and done, and it, oh, it's such a big fan following. We got to do another season. Every one of them now, you know. Yeah. So it's like, 
Unfortunately, none of them are going to be. But I'm surprised. I know, but that's, it, that's not even just Netflix alone. Uh, everything yeah, else. But see, I, I'm surprised the they put 13 Reasons Why. If they're going to pick a Netflix show, they didn't put Glow on there. And Glow has gotten some major yeah, reviews. Not compared to this, though. Uh, it's got more well, yeah. again, it's, it's mainstream, an opinion thing, too. Though, so it's, that's true. Yeah. I mean, but Glow, like but Glow is receiving accolades. You know, yeah, it's great. Like, whoever made that Saga list maybe didn't yeah. like it. That's true. Yeah. And number one is Game of Thrones. Shocker. That is not, you know, yeah. I mean, it's not a surprise to have Walking Dead and Game of Thrones in the top you know, three. It won't be number one in 2018. Game of Thrones, because <laughs> there won't be any. Game of Thrones number one because I missed it so much. Okay, so Ethan, your top five television shows. <laughs> they rewatched shows. it, and therefore that's why it's <laughs> number one. Number one. Ethan, top five, I don't and you, think can't, you can't use Walking Dead in all five slots. I don't think I've watched five TV shows. Yes, so you, you have. You've done no. them the last past three years. Well, maybe I've watched a total of five TV shows. Okay, well, I no, know wait, wait, three gonna, gonna, at least. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here because I'm with Ethan. When I was trying to come up with this list, I came up with five shows that I would religiously watch, and that's it. Yeah, There's none. almost nothing on TV that I end up now watching, and out of it, I kind of threw both Arrow and uh, Flash out because I said, the seasons are kind of like the other seasons, and they're just right. It's good, but I don't love it. But you, you know, I'm watching it I'm more, watching it just out of watching it. And I've gotten to the point with that that I got to last year, or whatever, or the year before with Agents of Shield, where I didn't watch the second half of that season and didn't care. I didn't watch the second half of Flash, and I didn't watch the second half of Arrow that year. Yeah, didn't care. So yeah, but you, I ended you up watch, I ended like, up Vol- before, and one of them is a rerun. So I mean, I'll, I'll slip to mind. So my, my four was when I uh, when I was out after my neck got all, bleh, and uh, I discovered term, that yeah, that was what, exactly what the doctor said. It was, what do yeah. I have, Doc? And he said, uh, I discovered that Cartoon you Network. Went to Sylvester Stallone. For, yeah, <laughs> to get your surgery done. Oh, what's wrong with you? I'm gonna um, cut you. So now. anyway, so. Cartoon Network takes an hour out of their 24-hour blocks of Family Guy reruns yes. to show Bob's Burgers, which I've always been interested in. So I started taping them every night, and then the next day I would watch the two. So my number four is Bob Burgers reruns, because to me, they're new. Do you watch any of the new ones, or are you just trying to watch them in order? I've been watching the older ones because they're just easier to, to, to grab or whatever. I asked him about that, too, if he caught like the tail end of whatever I watched, season uh, that started this I watched year the or whatever. Be- I watched the first episode of this season, which was the fan film one, which was really good, and I watched the Halloween one this year, I think. Because it's but not I really keep forgetting to do. It's not. No, you can watch them. And even the ones I was watching watch were out of order. The ones? Uh, yeah, in terms oh. of the 2017 ones. Uh, the, the season print for this one was it was actually fan art that did – everything was in a different style. Oh. So one of it was you know, almost like stop motion, and yeah, then there would be like right. an anime style or whatever. So that's what I was for. Three was Riverdale. <laughs> wow, Because really? Riverdale. Yeah. I mean, look, it's not good. <laughs> it's just I enjoy it. Um, and then again, for the first time since it's been on – Rebels is not number one. It was number two. And my number one was Voltron. Yeah, because okay. really, out of it. the only things, you know, out of all the stuff that I should have watched on Netflix, the thing that I watched and got really addicted to very quickly was Voltron. Doing yeah. those three seasons. As quickly as as I've done anything, the second season is the closest I've come to binging something. Because I watched a whopping... Second season's like eight episodes, and I watched it in three days. Oh, right. Look out. Um, but it was one of those, especially season three, I watched the first episode of season three, like at 11 o'clock at night and had to force myself to go to sleep. Like I want to watch the next episode, the next episode, the next episode. Yeah. And I rarely have that sort of feeling. 
Rebels is just as good as it's always been, but Voltron being new and me kind of discovering it or, or what have you, and just really loving it when I'm watching it, it's such a great, you know, it takes pieces from the old one, but it's definitely, it doesn't fall into the same traps that the original 80s series does. Mm-hmm. Voice acting's great, animation's amazing. That second season is just stupid awesome. Right. And... You go into something like that, and, and, and one of the problems you have with almost any animation that isn't, you know, run by Disney or, or whatever is, well, they're gonna they're gonna cheap you out because they can't afford to even do you know whatever these big action sequences are. And the first season of Voltron is like that. You can tell. We get down to the planet with the lions, and then we get out of the lion, <laughs> so we don't have to show the lion anymore. Sure. The second season, you think you're gonna get cheaped out on those? Nope. Space battles are ginormous. Voltron's in it a lot. Not so much that you're sick of it, but it just does stuff. So Voltron yeah. was my number one for TV easily. But I don't watch a lot of TV. I mean, my five would be sports right. or something. There just isn't – I don't you, have that kind of connection to it. You watch Vikings, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. So there's three right there. Okay. There's your top three. <laughs> Where do you caught up on Vikings so far? He just got the season just, four, no. so that's 2017. Okay. I finished season four okay. uh, this morning. Cool. This morning. <laughs> this morning. You'll be able to catch up before it takes a break. Right. So, okay, so there's three. Uh, what? Uh, the Netflix shows? So, Punisher, Defenders, and Glow. More than me. <laughs> and then... Okay, so you can't get five out of those? I don't know. Putting them in, like, an order I saw, I or what I like. Punisher. There's you three know? Netflix shows I have now that... Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, since it took him three hours to do five movies, yeah. once he figured out how many movies he's seen, let's just not have sure. him ask him to rank yeah. the seven things that okay. he's seen so far. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, how about yours? Because uh, you, you you've got a few TV shows you yeah. watch, too. I watch a lot. Yeah. Uh, number one is Legion, for me. Yes. It was shot really well. It was told really well. The acting is great. It kept you in suspense the whole time. It's just different. Like It took me a while to get started on that first episode because it was a little slow, but once I got past it... I mean, every episode was just weird balls out. Weird. It's it's a, it's, it's a mind out. Weird balls. <laughs> I, it's it's really good. Yeah. So and it's still it's from the totally uh, about the creator of Fargo, not the yep. Coen Brothers, but uh, the Fargo TV, TV show. So and then uh, number two is Game of Thrones because I can finally watch the actual season as it happens. <laughs> so and it was a really good season. So. A lot of good. I've got uh, an entire dragon, year to watch <laughs> four battles. seasons. <laughs> um, number three was Better Things, Pamela Adlon and Louis C.K. Uh, co-executive produce show. <laughs> How many but, shows have we seen with people who've been out of the schmuck? Arrow, <laughs> Louis C.K. <laughs> but it this season was really good compared. The first first season was good, but she hit her stride in this one. It was a lot of good emotional uh, episodes, shot really well. I mean, it's just mom and her three daughters, so yeah, it's really good. Um, oh yeah, she wasn't coming to me. She's funny. Yes, yeah. she is. Nah, she's hilarious. Um, but it's just such good, subtle, dry, normal humor that you would use in everyday life that you'd see. Yeah, that was one like, of those ones that I. When, when she was on Kevin I mean, I said, I could see, because comedy for me is very tough. Right. I, know, like, uh, I, could, it, I could see watching that. It's a lot of dark comedy. I mean, there's yeah. an episode where she wants to hear what her daughters would have to say if she died. Like, right <laughs> then. Uh, that's a sad episode, though. Um, Taboo, for me, was number four. 
again, shot really well. Tom yeah. Hardy plays his part well. All the actors play their part well. Can you and it's see just Tom Hardy's gloomy. Face? Yeah. That, so that's he the just, difference. So if he's in a movie, yeah. it has to be covered. Right. TV he, show. He just, he he just show. That's what it says in his contract. He just plays a badass part. Yeah. Um, and number five for me was Catastrophe, which is an Amazon Prime show, and it say, has the, uh, the late Carrie Fisher in it, yep. which is probably her last season because I doubt she shot anything for season four. Um, it's a fun sort of real-life uh, comedic show about two people that meet, uh, an American meets a Irish woman over in London, and... They have a fling. She ends up pregnant, and he's like, "All right, well, I'm I'm perfectly fine. I want to be the dad. I want to be the dad." So he moves over, and uh, just Hilarious. real real life and yeah, no nah, real life ensues, and I don't know. It just I'm like, "Hey, I want this to be my life." But yeah. you want to uh, knock up an Irish girl? Dad, yes, <laughs> give yes. Me yes, he does. No, not that. But in terms of if it's sorcerer on it, yes. No, I just like, hey, I just want some weird ass random thing to happen where I'm like, all right, well, I'm finally Sorcer- dropping whatever the hell I have to do here, just to go uh, experience a different culture and start a life. Anew. Now I know why you're traveling so, so much. He just wants no, some strength. He's just trying to slam ass in I'm every not country. To- <laughs> Listen, I'm no. gonna get you pregnant, and then I'm gonna move here. Damn it. And uh, special mention for me is uh, Search Party, which is a fun little. Search Party is uh, interesting. It's a fun little show. It, yeah, it's it's a cool premise, and they're uh, the second season is really good. Malia um, Shawkat is great in it, and just every actor in it is it's funny and it's stupid funny, but it's also yeah. very serious. So it's not like over the top slapstick. And uh, and Mr. Robot shares that because I'm right. just starting on um, halfway through season two, and it shot like to me this is this is like. The new Breaking Bad for me, yeah. It's just the way it shot the mu- the tone, the music, the acting. Mr. Robot's really definitely good. an honorable so. mention for me because I haven't caught up to it, so yeah, I haven't I, watched I anything still, in 2017. So, yeah, I mean, we haven't hit season three yet, so which yeah. is coming to the end. Um, or it's already done. So for me, I was going to put uh, Agents of Shield on for number five because this season has gotten so much better. Because they're taking them into the future, they're not having to worry about anything that's going on in the current MCU. They're and the, for the first time, this show is really getting to be standing on its own and doing something special. How far in the future? About ninety years. Oh, okay. So the M- the actual MCU doesn't have to worry about tying anything into this season Correct. of Agents of Shield. And it, it's something. It's something that the They'll future find way, the, the future could change. You know, it could it, some yeah. of it could change. Um, so it just wipes all that. So it can wipe, yeah. So it can wipe itself out. You know, it, it's a comic. You know, it's yeah. a Morrison run or something where I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. But then, as long as I put everybody back on the X Men team, you know, at the end, we're well, fine. Have to do that because it's canceled, right? <laughs> no. ABC don't want none of it. No, I know, but it's one of those that it definitely it's an honorable Does mention that mean because didn't make your top five. No, and humans did. Um, sticking with Marvel though. Punisher is number five because I had forgotten about that. So number I'm not. Five. Punisher is, was. So what was number five before you then remember? I was going to put. I was oh. going to have uh, agents. Well, that should be oh. your number five then, because if you didn't remember but that forgot, you watched Punisher, I forgot Punisher. <laughs> but no, because I because obviously <laughs> agents or 
This proves the argument that Episodic Television Weekly sticks with you a hell of a lot better than binging. Oh, sure. Because you forgot you watched Punisher. It obviously didn't have as much effect on you as watching five weeks or six weeks of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so far. Right. Well, it's also like I was going to put Man on the High Castle on there. And I was like, it oh, wait. Come that wasn't in 2017. Nope. So I was like, that's I can't put that. To come I, out. I don't know why that's not. Yeah. No. Um, so, yeah, Punisher is number five. Sticking with Netflix, Glow is number four. Number Glow four. is just – it's I want to watch one of those shows that you think when you see the – you know, you hear the premise, you know, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, you think it's going to be some stupid show. But they hit you so hard with the show. Hmm. and Literally. <laughs> There's a steel chair in your house. Yeah, you just—I mean, it—it it does. It—it it, it hits you with a steel chair, and it, it does such a wonderful job. And it stays so true to the period. I love Alison Brie. She's and I'm, I'm so glad she's again. gotten a lead, and she looks so different than she did in Community. Well, even in Mad Men, she yeah was she was in there for the first couple seasons, and then she was just pushed to the side. And so I'm glad she's Literally. gotten her yeah. <laughs> Literally, the time frame. Yeah. Um. Number three, Game of Thrones. Game of wow. Thrones. Only three? Oh, yeah, I'm surprised about that. Yeah. I thought that would be one for you because you did not show up about that show when it's on. I know. Game of Thrones. It's, um, But there's just there, there's so many shows that I watch that are so good that I just surprised so many that are, <laughs> that are so bad. Because <laughs> um, yeah, there's Gotham and you know, some of those, which I, you know, they're guilty pleasure. That's his number Gotham. one, Gotham. Uh, Go, Game Go. of Thrones doesn't have to be said. <sighs> this is the tough one, which is between one and two. I'm going with Legion as number two, even though, to me, Legion has such a great mind F in it that it keeps you going um, the whole time. And what's cool about it is sometimes you don't feel like you're in the 60s or whenever it's supposed to be, period. And you feel like you're modern or, you know, you feel, it just it keeps I, you. I just keep it as modern. Right, but you're, it's almost like you're, you feel yeah. like you're inside of his head the whole time. I and think that's all. Yeah, that's the whole point. Right. Uh, so it, it's it's amazing. It's uh, you know it's one of those shows that you've got to watch if you haven't if you haven't started. And number one is Stranger Things two. <coughs> this season was just as good as, as the first season, and expanded the upside down a little bit more for you. It gave you more in the characters. The kids are so much better this season. Not that they were bad the first season. Yeah. But they've grown into their characters. They've you know they've matured a little bit more, and the story's matured along with them, and it's done such a good job. Uh, honorable mentions for me would be the Runaways on Hulu, because that's another Marvel show that's within the MCU but not within the MCU. Mm-hmm. That if you've ever read the comic book or know of those characters, they're spot on. It's perfect. Rebels, I'd love to put in the top five, but these other shows. Um, I was telling Chris, I keep forgetting to like think of the right. animated shows as a TV I, show. I, I always forget about Rebels. Well, it's I mean, almost, it's one of those things I really where I almost wanted to do. I almost wanted to do but top, like, top five TV shows and top five animated. And, yeah, shows a show. But yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you love Ducktales and put in number five. Re- uh, Rebels and, and you know and Runaways both should be there. And then there was one other one that's um, slipped my mind now, so I'm not going to even worry about it. Big Bang. No. Big Bang's Big Bang. Big Bang. It's one of those shows that it's enjoyable just to sit down and just laugh at stupidity. You know, I mean, there's... I'll give you the stupidity part. Yeah. 
I, I don't. The one thing I really wish they would do with that show is cancel it. It, it, it <coughs> no, will be. I wish they do would. Do you watch Young Sheldon? Yes, so Young Sheldon is very good. It's it's a very interesting take on it. Yeah, because uh, it stays true to some of the elements we've learned <coughs> through his character from a kid, but the kid who plays Young Sheldon is phenomenal. Yeah, he is. He's he really a, has Asperger. <laughs> no, but he, I mean, he does a great job. So, I mean, that show does a great – the one thing I wish they would do with with, uh, with Big Bang is I wish they'd almost do a role reversal where the girls become the nerdy ones for a while and the guys kind of lay off or at least have Penny. Anytime that there's anything that they're passionate about, the guys lay off. Yeah. That's part of the problem. But I, I wish at this shoes, point – Buy shoes until you're broke? Perfectly okay. Right. Being upset because you spent an extra extra couple dollars on comic books, that's bad. At this Boom. point, Penny needs to stop knocking everything that they do and accept it and yeah. enjoy it. And this season, actually, she finally on the show? This season she hasn't because she's barely <laughs> talked. Right. She, but actually, find, actually find her ago. own passions within the, the – you know, it's like – you know, Beth, remember, Beth wasn't really into the culture. Yeah. But she found elements when she started reading fables and things like that and – she got in, you know. She got they're, into they're it, where she now has her own things within the culture. Yeah, they're never gonna do that. No, in that show, because you can't, because you have to have conflict and comedy. Well, they're just never gonna <laughs> do that anyway. Because... You have show. Um, but yeah, that's my top five comic book shows. Top five comic book shows. That's my top five. <laughs> there is pretty much a lot of comic book in there. Um, so speaking about comic books. Uh, I know this one kind of excludes Ethan because he's okay. Well, the let's include let's include books also. The two I was books thinking about that I novels. I, I yeah, I consider that. Well, if we include novels, that makes it, that helps me I out. I watched a lot of TV is because when I was out, I wasn't reading not more than anything else. See, I, I I realized when I was going through my list, besides Detective, which I just recently dropped, and Captain America, and the big event, whatever Marvel's doing. I don't really read superheroes anymore. I just read Star Wars. Which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I've... I don't really read any superheroes anymore either. No, so you don't. <laughs> I read... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I read like two superhero you books. You get Miles Superman. Well, I get Ms. Marvel, Miles, and I'd say Black Hammer because they're superheroes. They're just in a different universe. Yeah. Uh, no, it's definitely... So I'm going to save Chris Superman. for last on this one. Uh, I'm going to go for. I know Ethan. You don't. Do you have any comic books that you've read this year? Walking Dead. The three that I have: Walking Dead, Supergirl, Supergirl, and Power Rangers. I think those are it. Okay, so my three, or three. I, I, if you add, if you add novels in there, um, the Legend of Luke Skywalker is in there as one of my favorite books. Or top five. In top five. Top five. Um, and Leia. You know, I mean, I've read. I know I've read other ones this Princess year. Princess of Alderaan. The, yeah, Princess of Alderaan. Those, those were both, you know, which would light up to episode eight. Uh, Battlefront two is in there. Is a, you know, is a really good one. Uh, Darth Vader ep- or number six, which is the one where the Grand Inquisitor comes, you know, faces Vader, mm. which is I thought was really well done. You, I, got, you two read that. Yeah, you've Star read Wars that comics. one, right? Or have you read yeah. that one yet? The one, the only thing I'm not caught up on is Star Wars. Oh wait, Star Wars and. Dr. Afra. Dr. Afra number 13 is number three on my list. Or two on my list. Because it ties into where she is in the certain point of view uh, storyline that she that they... And I thought that was really interesting that they actually tied those two together. 
where she's lo- you know as far as location yeah, yeah. and you know. yeah I read that issue huh I read that issue you read it? yeah because she's on Dantooine yeah uh, and number one is uh, Star Wars number thirty six which is when R two that's one I haven't read yet <clears throat> really yeah well I'm way it's R two on a star destroyer and it's his it's his adventure mm. okay so he gets to have the forefront there and I thought it was done really well you get you know, you get what's going on you get how cool r2 is so it's no. a, that scene from episode two where they're going to get the emperor in the tenfold beginning. you mean three was it, it three okay, yeah it, yeah it's on episode three mm-hmm. yeah it's it's r2 it's r2 that times r2 yeah i could see it better than the grievous yeah stuff uh mikey what's yours uh number uh number five i have i am a hero uh the omnibuy that Dark Horse is putting out of the manga. Uh, it's a Walking Dead zombie manga that's better than, in my eyes, better than The Walking Dead, but I don't read The Walking Dead. so. But just the panel work, the art, and it's slow, but it works. It makes you keep turning the pages. Like, I don't know. It, it really works. I'll, I'll blow through an omnibus yeah. pretty quickly. Uh, number four saga, still going strong. Good family tale, still a lot of cool different aliens. I bet it's family tale. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's no tale in there. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, three Harrow County. Uh, it's still cool. God, it, t- Tyler Crook does great art. It works really well for that title, and uh, Colin Bunn is just Colin writes Bunn. a good, creepy story just set in the South. So. Yeah, I when I saw that one, I was looking through uh, one of the the. Uh, it, it'd be worth like even either picking up the trades or waiting for the omnibus. So yeah, and that's what my so, trouble like, is. I'm starting like those indie books that are to me that are really good. I would just wait until the omnibus because yeah, like they when, always know, always when know Imi- they're like 60, 60 issues. Or yeah, so. like when Image puts out those. Omnibus is like yeah. the saga, Deadly Class. I'm like, the problem with the Deadly Class one, though, it cuts it off before the final exam of the freshman year. I'm like, this is the stupidest cutoff date, but whatever. Well, the Paper Girls Omni, they did. But the problem with it is there's three trades out, and then they release the hardcover. The hardcover is only the first two trades. Yeah, yeah really? that's why I because I was going to have the first three. No. Well, I, I, saga I don't the have first three or first two? Saga had the first three. Okay thought maybe it did only have the first yeah. two it was weird because i looked at it and looked the paper the paper girls one because that was ended up i've read the issues i've read like the first arc it's, in the store so i was gonna i was thinking when three came out i was like oh i should buy those three trades and read that because i actually really like that one and then i saw that the hardcover and i was like oh i get the hardcover and i'm like the hardcover is only first two so yeah. the hell with that i mean that's a good it's a great story and it's just like wicked and divine both good stories but they're both so weird, and there's so many story elements that reading them all together would be so much better than reading the single issues yeah. one That's by one. Because, you, I mean, you remember, again, compared to superhero books... You remember a little bit well, even from each one. Books so much. I know. <laughs> but yeah, see, that's why I dropped a, a lot of my books but... except for, like, Star Wars is because I, you know, I'd rather get them in trade. Well, or... like the one guy came in uh, on Wednesday says, oh, I just wait for the trade. And I'm thinking in my head, like, you have also talked about, yeah, but they need to sell the single issues in order to make that trade. Right. You're never going to get that trade otherwise. So you're sort of screwing yourself by not buying those single issues. 
But you're, I understand, you're, you're I understand the mind other thing. People, oh, yeah. Or well, mind thought. But. You're hoping that other people will support the floppies or single issue to get to the point where you can pick up. Yeah, right. I think that's where I am. I don't think I've any stuff. I mean, the Andy stuff is all trade. I've, yeah. Extremity yeah. was trade. Old Guard, I've given away half my list. It's all stuff like that. Harrow County it, is the same thing. I've just been waiting. and. But it, but it helps, time. thankfully, for a lot of the indies where they have gotten to that cycle of, here's six issues, we're going to go on break. Yeah. It gives them time to regroup and get more of those issues out. So they come out on time and just six issue arcs. Well, well, that's why when I look through previews, There is I also the waiting. same sort of... Uh, the, the, the flip side of that, though, is those hiatuses kill those books. Yeah. There's a reason that Saga, when it was 1 through 6, 2 months off, 7 through 12, 2 months off, but then when it was like 13 through 18 and then 4 months off, you saw the price of number 1 drop because people started stopping. Well, didn't that happen with Southern mm-hmm. Bastard? It's just... happened with everything. Yeah. The delays or when they take that extra hiatus, which they, they put in themselves, but when you have those big, those those extra jumps of time... They usually do when it it's not an ongoing, it's, it's, it's a, that's where it loses all that stamina. Yep. Uh, so, Chris. Sorry, no. <laughs> oh, no, Mikey. Sorry. Um, we got off on number, the little tangent. No, for my number two is uh, Black number Hammer, two. which... I Jeff, want to read that. Jeff Lemire, like, Sherlock uh, Frankenstein is a good miniseries also, and he's just starting... I read that and, first issue not realizing it was in the same universe, yeah. and I was like, oh, it, this is really good. Like, I've always good, wanted yeah. to try Black Hammer. It was one of those things, like, it just kind of flew under my radar it, to start with, and I figured I might as well wait till it's done. The funny thing is, it's just, he takes every single element that you know of pretty much DC Comics, yeah, and changes the names, changes little elements here and there to make it his own, and it's so familiar yet new. So and it, it's well, yeah. It's, it's when Alan Moore did Supreme by, for yeah. for Extreme Studios, he Alan Moore just wrote, "What would I do yeah, with a Superman book when I don't have anything?" And... Yeah, and so his was just when Alan Moore did Supreme, he made the the Superman family. It was Supreme and it was Superman, and then Glory, and then Kid Supreme, and then they had a dog. Yeah, it was obvious that it was an allegory, and it was how he he would like if I wrote Superman, this is how. Crazy and yeah. not family friendly it would be, and the characters look pretty much yeah. akin to what exists right now in the DC universe, or at one point in time. So it it's familiar yet new, so. right? Okay, and so, uh, Deadly Class is number one still because it the yeah, art the storytelling for Rick Remender is great because it's just and you get I was some surprised surprise. By how much I really you have a good trade. you have a good surprise. I said the one I wanted in this to pick year up. I've been that came for... out. And yeah, Deadly yeah, Class is one of those ones. I read the first issue at at the store. Yeah, and I was like, okay, but I knew Mikey really liked it, and so I, I bought the first trade at a show or something, and I went and I read it. I think last summer. Yeah, and I was like, this is really good. Like, once good. I got past that first issue, yeah. and got into the crux of it, I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. And, it's good panel uh, work, simple colors. Yeah. And it's just well, I think was a Comic Con. The characters I would, are likable too. I pick it too. up, and I, I, I was like, oh, I just can't figure out what my volume two is. That's the other problem. Is is all these? It's like Black Science would probably still be in mine, except for the fact that I haven't read the last three trades. I gotta start reading that. Black Science is fantastic. Yeah, I have Giant Days in there too, as an honorable mention, because I enjoy that. It's just college Which life, one? Giant Days. Oh, Giant! I thought you said Johnny Days. I'm like, no. oh, Giant, Johnny Days. Uh, it's just Giant good. Days was good. It's Giant Days was good. good. Yeah college life and you're just like eh, i like following these three girls so it's cool yeah you like following three girls and the third and the <laughs> yeah, thursday next part of his whole uh, and the thursday the next series in terms of novels 
So, Mr. Chris. Well, novels is... is man, well, I read a lot more stuff than I thought I would this year. But it was mostly Star Wars. Trying that's, to yeah, that's what I read on mostly Star Wars. Because in Battlefront 2 and Thrawn. Yeah. Were, I forgot about Thrawn. Thrawn was amazing. Thrawn is... I forgot that was this year. God, that was, there's been so many Star Wars the, books this year. That's the problem. Is Not only there were so many Star Wars books, but I got caught up. And that's what, when I was, when I was out Wars of work. Movie. It's going to put up Yeah. Well, when I was out of work, I read Thrawn. I read battlefront at the end of the summer i read ahsoka because i hadn't read it yet i read bloodline um, uh no i read bloodline last year i read um rebel rising again yeah. that would be in there too if, if you don't like it because it's a ya it's not a ya book if you're interested in rogue one and jenner so at all you have to read rebel I rising none of those like lost stars isn't lost stars I mean, is it's, great it's ya but it's not like it's it's why well, well it's ya it's way it's ya in the, in the sense of it's not as super involved, and there's not a lot of like Lost like Stars. Lost Stars got type. rid of a lot of the technical type of stuff. Yeah. It would, didn't you know? Didn't describe what the Star Destroyer looked like, and it was it was just these two characters that find themselves on opposite sides going forward. Yeah. And um, you know, again, the, the stuff that's in Rebel Rising for Jin, it, it doesn't it doesn't take it doesn't pull any punches. Saw's a terrible person. Yeah. He ends up murdering civilians, and Jin's just going through this like, "What the hell is going on? This is I'm, this isn't what I want to do." But yet again, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. I have nowhere uh, else to go either. Yeah, The Rebel Rising was great. Um, I don't know if I read outside of reading because you also read uh, Will, outside of, outside the of Will's reading, one. What's that? The Will's one. Regarding regard yeah, the Will's, and you was read really Phasma. I never finished Phasma. Oh, you found <laughs> I, I read Phasma. <laughs> I skip, I, I, I'm not saying it's good. I just said no, I, I started Phasma, but I could not get back to it. There Phasma are people that love Phasma. Phasma moments, but... Yeah. And it makes you appreciate that character more. Well, one of the guys at work... Uh, Concerning what happens? Ken had yeah. read it, and he said, no, it's, it's good. You just got to get to it. And I said, I, I'm halfway <laughs> through it. When do I get to it? Like, Where are gotta you be a point. What's happened? The, I think they just made it to the fallen ship. I don't even remember. Oh, they, wow. They so you're more than halfway through. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, if you're, not enjoying, reading, if you're not enjoying anything right now, you're not going to enjoy it all the way. At some point, I'll finish it, but I, I skipped it to start Legends of Luke Skywalker. But even then, I, well, I haven't had any time to read anything lately uh, in terms of that. The Legends of Luke Skywalker, I really enjoyed. And no, there's good it stuff in it. You appreciate, a, um, it helps you appreciate the last I like that. I, I liked the way that they said it. It's, it's funny because the flip side of that is the guy who told me to really like Phasma did not like Legends of Luke Skywalker very much because he didn't like the setup for it, which I don't like the setup for Phasma. Yeah. So, anyway. I, see, I, I enjoyed the, the... I think the only Star Wars... I think the only the only, the only Star Wars novel, the only non-Star Wars novel I read was Michael Crichton's novel, which all of a sudden I can't remember about the Bone Wars, which was great. It was it was, it was simple and fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the name of it all of a sudden. Uh, I read the first Dark Tower, this, this Gunslinger. Yeah. That was the only non-Star Wars. Of others, a bunch of other stuff. There really isn't anything new... That I would have. Trying to cut up on that. <laughs> yeah, that flop of a. Well, no, I, I, I wanted to. I wanted to, because that was another one of the movies I saw this year. Uh, I wanted to go into the movie having some idea of what the story was, because I mean, I, I had roughly known what the story was just from passing, but I wanted to have more of a familiar. I know. I could, I could have, but he, you know, they changed so much of it that you know it didn't really matter. Uh, so yes, Chris, your top five. So that was novels. Um, in terms of issues, I just picked five issues. Dragon Teeth. Dragon Teeth yes, thank you. Uh, and three of them ended up being Batman. 
uh, there were three really great Batman issues this year. One first one was Batman twenty three, the Brave and the Mold was one thing. Tom King is much better at single issues than he is in these big sweeping arcs to me. His that was one of the first ones. Where like, ah. get to that point with Batman, and I'm going. I don't know if I really want to keep reading Batman because Tom King's kind of nope. Got to keep reading it here. And the latest thing with Catwoman has been very good since then. Second Dude. one I had was Batman Annual Number Two. Again, this is this is part of the Catwoman thing. It takes place in the future. Uh, it's a beautiful piece of Batman. It's Batman and Catwoman, and it's gorgeous and it's amazing. Um, and then the third Batman issue I picked was Elmer Fudd Batman. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh yes, yeah, that is amazing. The best out of the Looney Tunes. Is Easily. it really? Lee yeah. Weeks' art is fantastic. The story is great. It's done in an war style. Um, it's you know. If you didn't know who Elmer Fudd was, right. you'd have no idea who this character is. You could give that to someone who has so – take someone who just delete all their knowledge of these cartoons and hand them that issue, and they would like that issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was the third one put in there. I put Captain America 695, which should have been the first legacy book. To start back for, for Cap. I, want, I didn't have any Cap in there because – I'm so far behind. I mean, I know I've read some of the, the cap for this year. You're but past Secret War or Secret Empire. Right? I'm on Secret Empire. Oh, yeah, so. finished. Get get finished Secret Empire, and I read all those trades. Yeah. Uh, so I read through. Well, Six ninety five is the first. Six ninety five is the first Sanders, legacy right? one. Yes, and it's. I like it's, how it's amazing. I like how they did the covers of those because they they give you the old school cap. You know, that's not just the cover that gives you the old school. cap. No, if if. I don't mean the, the look, the feel of the old school cap. The look and the feel of the old school cap. Read 1695 and 696. It's so far in terms of, of the legacy. And, and the shameful thing with Marvel burning so many of their bridges is there are good legacy books that are out there. The New right. Guardians one is very good as it deals with the Nova Corps. We have Captain America. And then the other issue that I put on here was Thanos 13, which is Donnie Cates' start for that issue, is uh, Thanos versus uh, uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Which, because Cosmic Ghost Rider is now a thing, yeah. good luck finding that issue because it's worth something like $75. <laughs> uh, I wish I had the regular one. See, that once, I, the, I, once I saw that in previews, I'm like, eh, that sounds was, like a stupid storyline. Oh, it's so cool. And I'm good with stopping at Lemire's run. It's so cool. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. It was Because I didn't read any of Lemire's stuff. I read yeah. like the first issue or two. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sure it's fine. But, you know, if you're not a big fan of Thanos, it's like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I read this. I, I picked up 13 because it had a cool – one of the lenticular covers was actually really cool. So I picked it up, and I was like, oh, it's Donnie Cates who wrote God Country, which is a part of, like, my my um, uh, like list of all Top the indie stuff already. and stuff that I put together. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll see what Donnie Cates writing for this. And he took over Doctor Strange, which I haven't gotten yeah, into yeah, his issues with right. Doctor Strange yet. And I read Those this, look more and interesting it's – Oh, this is so much fun. Because yeah. it's Thanos, and, and he's like – this sucks because I'm Thanos and no one could. And then this thing comes out of space and beats the crap out of him and realizes that it's Ghost Rider. Yeah. But it's Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're not a real Ghost Rider. It's like, yeah, whatever. And then <laughs> takes him to meet what ends up being his adversary. And it's awesome. And it was just like, I had so much fun reading that issue. And it's like, this is great. This is exactly what it is. It has nothing to do with the rest of the Marvel Universe, really. Yeah. It's not Civil War, Thanos, Gauntlet, yeah. Secret, Gauntlet, Part 6, or anything. It's just, this is Thanos, and he's facing off against this other character, which I don't want, if nobody's read it yet, I don't yeah. want to give away who the bad guy is. And it was awesome. It was a ton of fun. Captain America 695 is the same thing. After, you know, two years of steve 
getting cap back where it's like, hey, you guys are bad guys, and I'm going to punch you in the face. Right. And that's it. about Mark Wade. Yeah. Mark Wade comes back, and he did that that old back-to-basics thing. But see, Mark Um, Wade, yeah, I mean, that's why Mark Mark Wade is Mark Wade. He's a good writer. Uh, The stuff in terms of, you know, I was thinking back on the the trades that I read this year that were actually from this year, which, if you know me, that's actually a surprise. I finally read Carthago. I think I bought that a year and a half ago. (sighs) That is so good. Is that Humanoids? Yes. Okay. It's humanoids through yeah. Titan. Uh, I've read uh, one of the series that I really like is Extremity. That's now ending, but it'll have two traits, three traits. Um, Extremity is fantastic. God Country, again, Donnie Cates' book is really good. The Old Guard, Landra Fernandez and Greg Rucka. Uh, Aliens Dead Orbit is, uh, oh, yeah. is beautiful. It's James Stokoe. James Stokoe. It looks great. Yeah. Number four was only six months late, so... <laughs> That killed it. You have uh, one more, right? No, I think that's it. Oh, four was it? I hope so, because I want that trade. <laughs> uh, I read the first three, and I was like, I just, I didn't read four. I was like, I just want one more. Um, and then also, the, there's uh, Aliens Defiance, which yeah. if you're a fan of Al- <sighs> Aliens Defiance, gets it right. It's not about the aliens. It's about these these human characters and, and you know, a, th- a synthesoid that's in it and what they're, what they're doing. It's um, like Walking Dead. It's not about the zombies. It's about yeah, the people co- having people, to yeah. deal with it. Uh, so with that, that, I know, in terms of, not necessarily for me, but what, just to kind of put it, a lot of people have been talking about the, the newest arc of Wicked and Divine really ramping it up yep. and hitting their it black science. Towards very the good. End. Yeah. And yeah, you got stuff that's headed towards the end, too. Yeah. Um, right. and then all that's the Star Wars it. books have been good. If you reading, if, if you are interested in Poe and Last Jedi, you need to read the last year of Poe because they gave Charles Soule the script for Last Jedi a year ago. I swear to God. Oh, that yeah, last twelve issues. Poe is, po is amazing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that was one that I it had definitely trouble. looks like Poe ends at twenty five. I had trouble getting started on Poe. That first, I thought Poe was great. The, for first the first issue, the first two issues, I wasn't fully behind. That first once arc. it really gets into into. Terex, it's awesome. Yeah, but then all of a sudden, well, it picked the, up. I think part of the problem when you're reading the first part of Poe is you don't realize what the galaxy looks like at the time, right? Because we didn't get the we didn't get Bloodline yet. We hadn't really gotten like we didn't understand exactly what the galaxy was. And this idea that the Resistance is resisting against a First Order, which is recognized as a valid government by the Republic, that's telling the Resistance don't. Don't poke them. Don't do anything. Right. And Leia's going, no, this is what – and that's where that kind of starts. And then it turns – when the, when you, it the wasn't Tarek like storyline hits, like it's the, really good. It wasn't like the expanded universe where the whole galaxy had become the new republic. You yeah. had – you know, you had the republic. You had other planets and systems that you were not independence, in independence. Yes, independence. And, and then, then you had the First Order, which was still kind of believing in the same – as the first order kind of started secretly. And it's, yeah, it's secret. Anyway, yeah. Yes, the last year, bloodline. So the last year one. of Poe was really good. Um, See, Poe for me, I didn't care. After the Force Awakens, I liked Poe, but I wasn't. It wasn't like oh Wedge or somebody like that where I was really wanting to know more about that character. I can you know Poe. I, I knew I was going to get him in the movies. I I, I I could care less about him after Force Awakens. I didn't like him in there. But I, it's when not that last I didn't Jedi, like him. I, just, I liked him. Yeah, it wasn't that I didn't like him. I just. He was you were jealous a, because you really liked Finn, and you knew that... The that was that. it. No. He was um, just another character. You know? But in terms... Yeah, so Poe was really good. Dr. Aphra, to me, is still really good. And Charles Souls is Darth Vader. Is, but, I mean, yes. It, it's been weird to go backwards, because Karen Gillan's Darth Vader series takes place between 4 and 5. Right. And Souls takes place between 3 and 4. So it's kind of weird to go backwards, but really well done. Um, 
you know, Vader is to me an easy, but also a very difficult character to write to make you kind of care about what's in it. Because ostensibly, any enemy of Vader is someone that you should be rooting for. Right. Uh, so you but always have you to get, set him up against you know, stuff the way he, the Empire. The way they set him up with the Inquisitor. Yeah, the Inquisitor the stuff Inquisitor is fun. Yeah, really if you're interested good. in the Inquisitors and where they come from, read as well. Um, as well, speaking of a trade, uh, I now have Infinity Gauntlet in my library. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> you come on, come on. He's the only one who kept saying, I'm surprised you don't have Infinity Gauntlet in your library. So, and I was like, I opened up. Cause I, again, It'll be good when you get the Infinity Gauntlet for uh, Phase 3. So Right. But the funny thing was. Yeah, read that before you see the damn movie. Oh, I will. <laughs> I will. But the funny thing was, I he goes, you know, last week he gave, when, for Christmas, right, right before we record, he goes, mm-hmm. I went ahead and uh, I got your pools. Merry Christmas. Yeah. I thought, okay, well, that's my Christmas present. Cool, oh, no. thank you. And I was like, that was a, you know, to me, that was an amazing because I know I had a ton of pulls well, sitting I, there. I even knew that, and I didn't know what the hell he was getting you. Right, and then then it was I, I opened up Infinity Gauntlet Disney. and uh, the uh, Thanos versus it, yeah. uh, uh, Silver Surfer. The Silver Surfer stuff leading up to oh, it. it has the, Thanos yeah, quest and yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh no, Rebirth of Thanos. Yeah, Rebirth yeah. of Thanos. That's I, the one to read. That leads into Infinity Gauntlet, so you read that first. And then, you and then I don't know if the Rebel shirt was mine or, or Beth's, but that That's was yours. amazing. I love that. Yeah. No, it's yours. I thought you'd like that color. <coughs> yeah, it's, it's a uh, burnt orange. Outside, well, we were here when I said, I can't believe you don't have Infinity Gauntlet. Right. I said, well, I know what my Christmas present is now. And I'm, well, i got to find something. Well, I was something. joking. But... Yeah, but I was just like, i got to find something that he's not going to know. But then and I couldn't really find really, anything. It's, that it's really cool. Sense. It's a burnt orange. So you both knew a Christmas gift that you guys were getting each other, so... <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's a burnt orange long sleeve like a baseball type tee. Uh, baseball tee. Well, mm-hmm. uh, style. Full, that, full long sleeve. Full long sleeve. Quarter? No, full long okay. sleeve. And it's it's the uh, rebel symbol, and it says rebel on it. And it's it says, a top five Christmas gift. It says rebel alliance. Uh, established. It says rebel alliance established in seventeen or nineteen. Established in seventy seven. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I know we're running long. Uh, we kind of went over toy, toys, toys and things, you know. I, whatever, you know. That was a quick answer. Uh, anybody have a favorite Nerdables moment this year? Because we kind of did it last year. You know, we had last year we had the uh, Comic Con. Um, this year, even though, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of moments where it just like lost my mind. <coughs> recording at recording at uh, Scum and Villainy was kind of cool, but. I have to say the last Jedi therapy session review. <laughs> I was just about to say the, the part where hour. Chris is trying to say, "No, you hate this movie." <laughs> just well, admit it's it. It's funny is in the in the game I play, um, Star Wars Heroes, Galactic Heroes. Um, one, you know, I they got it. talking <laughs> about it in the chat and everything, and I said, "You guys got to listen to our two and a half." And mm-hmm. it's like I, one guy goes, "I listened to half of it, and I have to really agree with the guy who really hates the show or hated the movie." And I'm like, well, no one really hated the movie. No, you hated the movie. No, but Ethan said he, and I went back and listened to part of it. Ethan says he really did not like the movie. It was disappointing. (laughs) That's what I said. I said it was disappointing because it wasn't, it didn't feel like walking out of a Star Wars movie. But I was just, you know, so I was like, well, that's, you know, a moment. And then now to have people on, you know, that I don't know, that only know through, you know, Mm. playing a game. Yeah. Say, you know, oh, yeah, I listened to that. And so I was like, okay, that show. The moment that seems coming up is when we're recording. And I watched that video of Riverdale, but with pugs. 
and I was laughing so hard. You guys are talking about something yeah. else. Oh, but yeah. I could not stop laughing. Because it's just pugs, says Riverdale. The damn pug and Jughead's crown beanie just cracked me up to no end. And I couldn't stop laughing. Those you're the you're ones, not even watching it. You're laughing. That's what I mean. Like, it's, it's well, fantastic. That, anytime that you crack up and yeah. just can't stop, like the, no, 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 Don't lie. Oh, it's, uh, like, those not, are the ones, like, those those pieces are the, what, the ones that end up being, you know, on it. And, and it's, it's, I wish Travis would, you know, rest in peace, Travis, because you know he's <laughs> The 200 show. episode was pretty fun. Yeah, and... But those kind of, you know, I enjoy when Travis is here because sometimes we just kind of play off each other back and forth really quickly. Yeah. And those are always fun to do. But sometimes it's that stuff where it's just something we're not even in. Someone else is talking in the show. And one of us is playing with our phones or whatever. But for me, I'm just like scrolling through. It's the damn pugs. It's Riverdale. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Ethan's favorite has got to be the uh, Nacho Man Christmas <laughs> album. Twelve Days of Christmas. Part two. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> what Encore. is yours, Ethan? I, I can't think of it. <laughs> Come on, I know you can recite well, no, the 12 Days of Nacho remember Man. Where he couldn't remember when Travis had been on the show twice in a row. <laughs> you think he remembers any of the show? <laughs> See? It's <laughs> quiet. Did you enjoy when Doug on Facebook let you have it for being so quiet? God. <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna be quiet now aren't you yep mike you have a favorite moment from well this we year? should tell eric that we're not watching tv too well, uh, yeah because he said that message like you get distracted when you watch tv i'm like look i gotta do something else to this the show <laughs> i'd probably agree with you with the therapy session just listening to you two go back and forth against each other so. well, that show i mean we knew going into it there was going to be tension and there was going to be i had no tension i knew i was right there was so. well i think the tension between you two yeah but when you I, probably went out you were like i'm gonna catch hell from chris when i yeah. say this so but then when i got you so angry that you slammed your hand on that table because you were an idiot <laughs> oh, and then by the end of it there was a resolute it was like this really is, you know, a show that need that like I told you, you, uh, you were different at the end of it, and it's it's you. I think our discussion, you came much closer to the way I felt about it, where I didn't. I mean, I didn't agree with any of your points in terms of what you were disappointed in at any point. So, to me, it was like. I tension wasn't for me. It's like I went in knowing if you really looked at that film, I think you'll actually enjoy it. Yeah. Once you get past, it's not the Star Wars film that I wanted. And as we've talked about it, the initial reaction to when spoilers alert, the initial reaction to when Luke throws the saber is gonna is gonna determine whether you're gonna like that film or not. Right. If you think that's silly and dumb and you don't understand it, you're gonna have a hard time with the rest of that film. If you're like me and go, all right, just just take me on the ride. Take Let's find out out. where this is going. Then you'll 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 have that thing. And it's yeah, there's there's passionate moments because there's passion with it. Because I'm not saying this is I thought you were wrong. Or that did, did your feelings really when you thought about it weren't warranted. Right. In the way it was, it was a gut reaction to it, and it's hard because an initial reaction to a film can color the way you'll always see that film. Oh yeah. I totally you'll never agree. Jedi for you will never be one of your favorite star Wars films. I don't think because you just La- never had Jedi. that. Yeah. You never had that initial, 
the initial reaction like like I did. Right. You know, your initial reaction to that film, whether you want to admit it or not, was you hated it. And you're never going to get that back. Right. And so you'll always have that color when you go through something like that. I just realized you can't say Jedi. Yeah. And we say, we had said that, that I think a couple of years. Well, because yeah, a when you were referring before, to Jedi, you were Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, but in the context of what we're talking about, no, sure it is. No, no. Whereas the the initial reaction, see now it'll be. TLJ. I think even when 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 you have the the pieces from Force Awakens that kind of click off, that you can't help but agree with. If you enjoyed it the first time when you saw it, when you didn't see the exact skeleton of Episode Four and all those pieces, or even if you did and you didn't mind like I did, we're like, yeah, I, I knew there was going to be a super weapon, and that's what we got, right? And that's fine. You never flip to the side where like, oh, Force Awakens was terrible. Right. Because you enjoyed it the first time. You can never really allow yourself well, no, to I, get I to I mean, I, I think I've been able to – I think that I, – I've gone back and I've seen it you know, more times now and things like that. I – and being able to pick it apart, I don't enjoy it as much as I did when I first saw it. Whereas I have the reverse with The Last Jedi. I didn't enjoy it as much as I've done the second and third time. So, uh, favorite moments, huh? We already had a two and a half hour podcast about us reviewing this movie. <laughs> but just saying. But no, I understand what you're saying. You, just you are. Saying. You, you're kind of polarized now when you watch it, yeah. and that, that's one reason why when people would ask me what I felt about that the movie, I didn't say anything. I, I didn't want to give them because I didn't want them going in polarized. I wanted them to be able to make their own opinion of the the movie. But have you seen the meme of uh, it was the Last Jedi poster and it says the fans are like they're like with pitchforks and you know torches going, you gave us exactly what you know the what we'd had already had we wanted something new and different and then the next one's with the Last Jedi poster and it's the same pitchfork. Yeah, you didn't give us the same film. It's what I, <laughs> you it's gave what, us something new. We didn't you know you didn't. But give you us... realize that's the argument I've made against. Oh yeah, Star Wars the reaction. No, years. no, that's the yeah the argument I've made against the reaction to the prequels for right. for a decade. Yeah, where I've said they gave you something different and you're mad, and if they'd given you the same thing, you would have been upset. <coughs> right, because you would you know she just weren't going to be. Well, happy. Star Wars fans are damned if I do, damned if I don't. Yeah. And on that note, we're going to wrap things up. <laughs> so make sure you check us out on Facebook.com/slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show, and we are on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Ethan, Chris, Mikey, I'm R.A. saying have a happy new year and we'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.